and welcome back to Zemabox, where we talk in 1950s radio voices. Hmm. <laughs> it's quite excellent, I've got to tell you, Tyler. That was beautiful. Thank you. I've been practicing. There's a recent animation that's appeared on the YouTube, and my god, is it fantastic. It's called Has Been Hotel. The artist herself, scandalous. But all of our artwork is amazing. You are a beautiful human, you know that. <laughs> and you, sir, are a convincing liar. Insert 1950s graphical sound effect and something akin to a train horn, but more cartoony, like a ooga, but something like that. <laughs> I always love that fucking sound. Ooga. <laughs> and on this episode of War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. Oh, God. That, 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 that was a terrible disaster, you know that? First off, the world wasn't even ending, what's the point? <laughs> but so many people were convinced they were, they were hiding in stone cellars and already killing their neighbors. Imagine if there weren't any laws to prevent them from doing so anyway. It's like some sort of moral gray code that keeps people from just killing each other for no reason. Think about it. Every time you take your vehicle onto an interstate, the only thing keeping you from being absolutely destroyed in a flaming carnage of corpses and twisted metal is merely some painted white lines on pavement and a promise not to play bumper cars involuntarily. Bruh. That was amazing. You should do a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, Sonny. Uh, I probably sound like absolute dog shit on the recording, but it's fun to listen to in, uh, in no, person. Like I'll listen to my, I'll, I'll listen to this and edit it and shit like that, mm-hmm. and I'll listen to my own fucking voice. And God, I hate the sound. Like, like me hearing my voice right now, it's f- fucking fine. But hearing my voice on the fucking podcast, goddamn. Yeah, my voice may, sounds like it's made out of dumb. My, my voice <laughs> sounds really oafish. <laughs> mine sounds like I fucking have a like a retainer or some shit just just like mm. like it, it has this <laughs> wet sound to it and I don't like it what did you say that sound is moist that does not bother me you know that well congratulations so finally it's not just me but it's you who's a winner and it fucking returns let me get a cool crisp high five cool crisp high five Alright, actually, now that we're, we're still going bullshit, let's be real here. Oh yeah, this is another episode of the Inebriation Special. You're goddamn right. We're actually, on this episode, we are going to be talking about underrated, in our opinion, underrated video games. Now, it's not really like a numerical list, even though it should be, because, you know, order. And also, disclaimer, I'm pretty sure these are going to be looked at through rose-colored glasses, because on top of being um, underrated... They're also probably quite a bit nostalgic. One more. (coughs) (coughs) This tobacco pipe, it's very hard. It really does. Well, there was tobacco in it. Anyway. Oh, I got a lighter. Um, Before we actually get started, I do want to say something about last week's podcast. Where we kind of went off the cuff, kind of ranting about government. I want everyone at home to know that I am not sorry. I meant every fucking word I said, and it's my goddamn podcast. Down with the B-A-T-F-E. You can get the fuck over yourselves. If you ever get offended by it, go fuck yourself. God, I love the First Amendment. 
even though the, the First Amendment doesn't matter. The, the only reason that we're safe is because we're not exactly super no, popular. No, no, no. If we so- ever get super popular and this gets rediscovered, you, me, done. We're going to be drug out back and shot like dogs. You think the KGB was bad? Bro, the BATFE, the fucking... <clears throat> Sonic conspiracies. Ugh. Yeah, no. We'll be crucified. And that's fine. <coughs> well, you know, it's like they say. Or millennials. What are the two things millennials want? To die and eat ass. Maybe I'm not a millennial. I don't want to do either of those. I definitely am because my first response was about to be, why not? <laughs> what else have you got going on that's so important, right, Art? <laughs> not to be crude, not to be rude, not to say you're not doing big things for yourself, but, uh... I have a podcast with a grand total of ten listeners. I got excited the other day because I was on Facebook, on the Zima Box Facebook account. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh my god, I got 13 likes. The whole page has 13 likes, and I was excited about that. Hell yeah. Fuck it. I made this podcast because I like talking. <laughs> I just don't like talking to certain people. But this way, your point of view still gets out there without you having to address individuals that you may or may not actually want to talk to. You're goddamn right. And who knows, it may change some of their minds and help them form opinions that turn them into people you want to talk to. Ooh. I mean, once you understand a viewpoint, I mean, anyone's views can change. Mine changed, my God, at rapid paces as I got older from the age of 19 on. It it, it slowly went from a, a selfish, fuck the world kind of attitude to a, why? Why be selfish? I mean, if things are just material at the end of the day. Yeah. That being said, I do like having nice things. Nice things are nice. And, you know, they're a little bit of an incentive to work just a tad harder, <coughs> burn a few extra hours, spend some midnight oil, burn some midnight oil, uh, doing some classes or something for your job. It makes it worth it because you get the cool little kickbacks, like being able to have nice things. <coughs> oh, yeah. It's still my, my lifelong end goal is to have the weekly homestead and it actually be an operating farm. And it's a charitable thing. Like giving fresh grown crops to homeless shelters and things like that during seasons. <coughs> See, my desires are more selfish, but simple. That's just a gun, don't worry. Yeah, it, it's just a gun. We, we, we do live on West Side Jacksonville, and unfortunately, you know, it's not always the... Nicest neighborhood, but uh, you know our direct neighbors are are nice enough. You know some of them keep to themselves, which is totally fine. We kind of keep to ourselves, and but the few that come out and talk are fairly fairly polite. Plus, it helps that we have security cameras. Oh yeah, it's it's very confidence inducing. Oh, but they are a burden because whenever um the lady and I are out here, we're playing like Stardew Valley. One of the underrated games on my list, by the way. Ooh, that segue. Ooh, beautiful. Because it's actually about when we're out here playing Stardew Valley together. Those are on, and they are right in her face. Because, like, the, here's her screen, the bottom of her screen, or the top of her screen. Here's the bottom oh, of Oh, right camera. above it. Bro, every time she hears a noise, it's I, I, I'll look over at her to see her doing this. Looking above her screen to look at that screen, that monitor. It's just like, hon, don't worry about it. 
you got a heavy wood door and a steel door between anything else out there. I mean, not to say the house looks like a crack house, but the, the windows are still fucking boarded. Just because I like the privacy. Yeah. <laughs> like... If it were fire department legal, I would have no no windows. Is that fire department legal? It's not, is it? That's why I have blackout curtains in my fucking room. Yeah. Mostly because, like, my room, the window, faces the fucking uh, afternoon sun. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking annoying. And the afternoon sun would come in and, like, smack my TV. Yeah. So I would get that weird fucking bright glare. I don't like that. I don't like that shit. Oh. oh, wait. I have a Red Bull, courtesy of you, sir. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. And it's sugar-free because, you know, I'm watching the carbohydrate intake. I am, too. You can't overthrow a tyrannical government when you're a lard-ass. I just want to get... I don't even care about my stomach. My stomach's not even that big of an issue. Like, I can still see my dick. Are you worried about the possibility of growing tits? No, not at all. I'm fucking... I am. <laughs> I'm worried about these goddamn love handles. Oh, what? I Don't hate the fucking love handles. Because I wear... I'm a weird-looking individual. I'm very mm-hmm. aware of that. I wear size 34 <clears throat> pants comfortably, but I'm also 210 pounds. So I got... Like, all my fat is in my midsection. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my arms aren't fat. I have no tits. It's all fucking, like... It's all belly. Belly and, like, lower back fat. And I hate that shit. I'm fortunate to have, um, kind of like a sausage body. Like, a multiple sausages interlinked. Yeah, I'm about uh, 180 pounds of, uh, black Angus. And I'm wrapped up in, like, another 70 pounds. No, another 90 pounds of potatoes. Senor Lumpy. El Senor Lumpy. El Lumpy Man. Hey, you know what? Fucking own it. I don't want to own it. How do we get a refund for this shit? (laughs) Maybe we're all just characters in the game of Sims. Who made my character? I know how we get rid of it. We do something we don't want to do and go to the The Kurt Cobain. Oh, wait, what? What? <laughs> it's gone forever. God. I was going to say go to the gym. I was going to say date Courtney Love. Anyway. Nigga. I think one of the most underrated games of our time currently is Stardew Valley. Jesus it's Christ. It's popularity. It is insanely fun. It is a low graphical requirement game. So you can run it on computers that don't have a whole lot of horsepower. <coughs> I've seen you and Nicole play Stardew Valley quite a few times, actually. I don't really understand the mechanics, but to me it looks like Farmville with Pokemon graphics. It's chores we do for fun. What the fuck? Oh, it's because we don't have to actually get up and do anything. Hence why I have tits. I don't have to do anything and I get that stupid sense of satisfaction that makes it worthwhile to be stuck on my ass. And guess what? I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to start running in the mornings. Just because I really, I really got to get better stamina. 
We'll like, see. It's not like physical performance stamina. It's the f I need to lighten the load on my muscles so they can do more, more. Yeah. Like, for instance, doing a push-up when you weigh, like, 290 versus doing a push-up when you weigh 180 is totally fucking different. It just is. You remember a couple, I think it was like a year ago, <coughs> where our former landlord that was actively living with us at the time, he brought that pull-up bar home. Oh, yeah. I never even, I think I and, did, like, one pull-up on that damn thing ever. And I know he could not do a pull-up to save his life. He's only like 30 pounds more than me, but that's because he's six foot tall. He has that, I'm a former Marine body. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he, but he's one of the ones that's kind of like put me back in, coach. Oh, yeah. 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 But, uh. God bless the man, though. Man's got some talent sometimes. <laughs> Hi, Alex. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. He ain't going to listen to this motherfucker. Hello, Alex. Hopefully you don't listen to this. I'm not brown nosing, but rent is kind of pricey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was, you know that I am brown nosing. That truck is amazing. My God, you lost weight lately. Anyway, but uh, he 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 was like, oh, I did a pull up, bitch. You can't even do one. I did like four in a row. Now, mind you, I was two twenty five at the time. Halsey. And people underestimate my strength. People overestimate mine. That's not good. I don't overestimate oh, hey, yours. I actually, we got a pair of uh, 38s here. You mind going ahead? You, you mind uh, go ahead and swapping them between the vehicles? I'm going to have to take them off of one and then put them on oh, the other. Oh, God. It's one of those. And then... I came from the car world, too. <coughs> in the automotive industry, too. Uh, I'm in the restaurant industry now, so I ain't got to worry about shit like that. But, God, I do not miss that. Especially when you're like supposed to leave at seven and they come in at six fifty five and ask you. Especially when you come in at seven in the morning and you're the last one on your team to leave at seven in the evening. Multiple days in a row. Ah, uh, that first dealership we worked at, not gonna name names on Saturdays. I didn't really mind it that much, but then you again, I had the easy job. Yeah. yeah, the hardest thing I had to do was somehow make that pit pass Mike Blum's inspection. I did it a few times. I had the Holy most... Holy shit, you want... Mm. I had the most bullshit job. Hoods. Hoods. I hated that fucking Hoods. job, but everybody was like, oh, oh, uh, fucking Reinhardt's here, put him on it. Like, fucking why? <laughs> the reason being was because you were short and they didn't they were worried they were going to wear you out if they made you rotates all day. They didn't want you to get hurt. It wasn't fucking uh, the managers that did that. It was everybody else. I know. That's what I'm saying. Believe it or not, Arlington Toyota, as much as everyone hated each other, and I fucking said it, as much as everyone, like, hated each other sometimes, dude, we were a fucking family forged in hell. Mike Blum ran that motherfucker to the damn grindstone, and it worked. Because he was a motivator. Mike Blum was a fucking motivator. Chris Fed is a fucking motivator. Chris Fed's like that uncle everyone fucking needs. Mm. He'll tell you how it is, even if it hurts your feelings. And he he'll he'll say, "I'm sorry, it's probably gonna hurt your feelings. Don't want you to be in your feelings, but you need to go to the hospital." <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> oh god, I was basically dying in the pit. But I just to this day, I still think fucking. Uh, 
Chris Benn's the best boss I ever had. With oh, Mike Blum, yeah. a close second. Oh, fuck yeah. I think that I mean, there were did, days like, I wanted to choke the fuck out of Mike Blum, but I knew I couldn't fucking get my arm around his neck. Plus, I mean, if you did, if Dr. Chris Benn. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm pretty, Chris Fed was in, he he was, he was like forty, but I, I know he was he in impressive shape. He was in impressive shape. He Mike do, Blum was ter- scary big, but like as far as physical fitness, Fed had him. I, I saw him do like twenty five one armed push ups in a row. Okay, quick, just like boom, boom, and he got up because he had to get back to work, not because he was tired. He's like, all right, man, I got, I got it. Yeah, that's because he always he did. remember he always did the push up contest with the Sintas guy, with the oh, uniform guy. Right. Every time guy it was on site. Yeah, it was fucking on site. Let's go, bitch! What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Drop. <laughs> Let's go, motherfucker! All right, let's do this. You ready? You think you ready? You think you ready, old man, bitch? <laughs> I think they were the same age. <laughs> you think you ready, old man, bitch? <laughs> Speaking of same age, I got a game on my list. Fuck yeah. Again with that segue. Just trying to get things back. If it's not something like Dragon Age though or like somehow have age in it, I'm going to be mad. It's a Johnny Cage based game Mortal Kombat. Look here, bitch. No. Uh, That's too far of a stretch. (laughs) I was just trying to get back into... Because we've been bullshitting for 15 minutes. I don't give a fuck. I'll bullshit for another 20. (laughs) If we don't make it to five each, I don't care. Anyway, please continue. All right. I'm listening. I'm following. He went to the kitchen to get paper towels. He he is in the kitchen. As high fat asses do. As high. Bob's gonna hear this and be like, oh well, time to be done with fatty. Put him out in the pasture. But uh. Not with the cows. He'll probably eat them. Jesus Christ! All right. This. Game is the whole reason I made this list because I feel bad for their fan base and no other reason. Half Life. Why do you feel bad for their fan base? It's one of the biggest fucking ones, and he's coming out was shit. I know, I know that now, but I've always felt bad for the Half Life people because they're just like <gasps> every like month they check the internet. Just is Half Life uh, three coming out or whatever the fuck it is. I think they made one, and then, like, I think it was, like, okay, two. All the people who were doing that at the end of this before it was announced, this new one was announced, all the people doing that had a game Newell fucking shrine already, okay? <laughs> like we do for Todd Howard in our house. It's we majestic do. with golden reefs. I'm just so proud of it. It's got a nice, the nice mahogany base. In actuality. four candles. In, act- in actuality, I think if we did have a shrine for, you know, God Howard, God it would Howard. be that uh, black dragon hanging on the uh, shelf right there. Oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd be fucking, a good start. You know, but no, we would need something more. We would need, like, the, um, uh, what is it, Dios de la Muertes? The fucking Mexican Halloween? Oh, yeah. We would need shrines like that. Like, oh, it would yeah. be big with, like... We forge an iron sword because I think both of us. Did, did you do the blacksmithing? Yes. Did yes. You blacksmith all the way up to Dragonbone. Uh yeah. So I got my black, <laughs> I got my blacksmithing up to one hundred. I never actually did the legendary thing. Neither did I because I liked having the Dragonbone armor just ready whenever I wanted to make some. Oh yeah. So I would just. But yeah, no. Like we had like something we forged or a potion, which is really probably going to be a fucking mixed drink. 
<laughs> this is the potion of intoxication. Partially <laughs> effective. Needs to uh, need, needs multiple doses. Mana potion. Well, the Half Life series. Half-Life Let's series. be real here. It revolutionized gaming. It did. Back when computer gaming was like in its. I mean, don't first say stages. Well, okay. You got a dysentery on the trail, motherfucker. Well, you know what I mean, man. <laughs> okay, so where when graphics was, were first-person shooters were still coming around. They were just starting off. With yeah, PCs. and graphics were like not eight bit, but sixteen bit. <laughs> it was three D rendered. It was, it was alright. It was great for the time. Yeah, absolutely. Now Fantastic. we can see. Because in my room I have what you call the wall, 64-inch 4K television. It, and it, it takes up your wall. It's yeah, a wall. It's a fucking wall. But like, uh, you have a reasonable amount of space away from a door. That's it. Otherwise, it fills the rest. <laughs> when I say reasonable, it's like... I think it's like... I can foot. open the door and not hit it, and then it goes to the corner. Eh, yeah, true. It's a wall. It's a wall. But, dude... Wall. The port. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you can uh, the new Modern Warfare game I was playing, and you, it they look like people, like real, almost reality, and it's fucking amazing. They came out with 8K, and it looks like exactly like 4K, side by side. I'm not gonna say names, and I'm not gonna give any um, other examples or details about the person. I just wanted to see if you get it. But my eyes can see the difference between 4K and 8K. That sound familiar? Oh my god. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to make that reference. Not oh going to say god. the name. Just you know, we know. Per- yes, exactly. Okay. I was just referencing that. And if they hear this, hopefully the laugh. Rent is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, Alex. Um, <laughs> god damn it. Uh, I don't ever call him Alex. I know him. I know him by another I'm name. I'm trying to call him Alex now, just because I've known him since middle school, and it's hard to change a name. I guess he got tired of saying him. I don't know why. Maybe because he heard it all the time. I still use his last name. Well, I use. I actually call him his last name now more that he's out of the military. But, anyways, back to gaming. You have another underrated game. Oh yeah, the Red Faction series. One and That's two. something I haven't heard in a while. Not not the later ones that came out in the PS3 era. I'm talking about the first two. The Red Hammer and um, Red Faction 2. Yeah. Uh, the Red Hammer, well, the only reason I call it that is because the cover was red and it had um, the fist holding a hammer. You know, free the people of the Mars colony. It was a fantastic game. The gunplay was excellent. Uh, the story made you think about the choices you were going to make, how you went about achieving the mission. Yeah. You know, and the multiplayer was just awesome. Right. I mean, it, it, the first one, you could only do two-player split-screen. It was, like, perfect for me and my dad when mom was at work and Sid was, like, didn't want to play. Yeah. Like, she'd rather go do this. I go, okay, cool. Well, let's, let's, let's duke it out. Right. You know? And then Red Faction 2 made it so much better because then my the whole family was able to play together. Right. Mom, dad would mom and dad would usually team up and they would take a couple bots and then just be me and my sister. Right. And the bot the bots would be like hardened or something. 
to me, um, so it's more of a challenge. Yeah. And you know, my parents, you know, they had that to compensate for my sister not quick at reflexes. My sister, of course, I mean, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Weekly women are damn good shots. She was the better player. She just was. It was it was a halo type where you didn't have to aim down sight. You could with sniper rifles. We didn't have to. Yeah. The medical was pretty much where it needed to be, and it felt like um, Red Faction Two came out near the time Halo did, and it's just kind of like, I mean, the similarities are there. You've got your shield points that regenerate, and you've got your hit points. Yeah, you know, and you got ammo counters on weapons. The assault rifles are bullpups. The shotgun is a top loader. I mean, true. The, the sticky grenades when they exploded, it was blue. <laughs> the other grenades were just frag grenades. They had fireball grenades, which some of the, I don't think you guys did. What, the Halo guys? Yeah, the, fire, the Halo have Yeah, fireballs. we had incendiary, incendiary grenades. Yeah. Did you, did you also have stun grenades that, like, would make it so your your movement was reversed? Or at least you couldn't see or something. So you no, know, no. We, we had we had in the later Halo series. I think we had a grenade that puts like a fucking radar mm-hmm. to where you let you know if enemies are behind walls and some shit. Oh, but we also did have um, motion sensitive charges. Ooh, those were fun to fucking play with because you could. Oh no, no, they weren't motion sensitive. They were time sticky charges, satchel charges. Okay, what they were. And it was funny because if he threw one, if he threw it kind of like a, a reverse discus throw. Right. Now, discus throwers, they come from the outside and they swing in. This one went from the inside and he swung out. Right. And if it stuck to a target, they had like three seconds before it was just gory bits. And when I say gory bits, I mean there's two legs left, blood and chunks everywhere, and then the two legs fall. Right. This was in 2002, 2003. Oh, so that's kind of... It looked good for the time. It played well. It was very fast-paced. Didn't have a sprint button because you were hauling ass. It was a lot of fun. Back in the days when mothers were still considering uh, the early Mortal Kombat too gory. The early one with, like, oh, here's one punch, and you see, like, like a red dot just uh, slowly fly away. My mom was not like that at all. My I mom know. was the one who bought me my first Soul Reaper game. Your mom's a freaking assassin. My mom's badass. Yeah. Shout out to my mom. Hi, mom. You're a badass. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I have one. It's fairly mainstream, but I don't think it gets nearly enough credit as it should. The entire Fable series. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I disclaimer, I myself have not played the series I do, however, like to peruse YouTube for, like, storyline videos and things like that. Yeah. I have watched, um, I watched one for Fable 3. It was a pretty, it was a really, really goody two-shoes playthrough. Yeah. It was, it was fairly entertaining. And I imagine playing it would be a lot more fun because there was a couple decisions he made that, well, they were the goody two-shoes version. Bruh, even in real life, I'd have smashed the faces. (laughs) I've made some people mince me and he spared some lives and shit like that. I'm like, oh, wow. I would <laughs> But the reason I think it should be on the uh, most underrated list is it's a fucking fantastic game. And part of it's because I'm kind of salty because they, uh, back in uh, a couple years ago, it was uh, E3 mm-hmm. having the game expo. They announced Fable 4. It got a smattering 
of applause. Not like woo, like hard. I thought I think I heard like two people go woo, and you know how big those crowds are. It was just, it was. I didn't like that. I'm salty about that because Fable is just. It's a great fucking series. It, it deserved. Better. Each one had a different storyline, but still the same kind of thing. Well, here's the thing: is you look at things that the people look forward to, the big claps are always going to be the big sellers. Things like Call of Duty, repetitive shit. Yeah. Things like Fallout, um, advanced repetitive shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the new Skyrim, things that are sort of legendary, the new Elder Scrolls, I should say. Things that are achieved a legendary status because of the link that you can continuously play them and not get bored. Right. But there's also the games that have this stupid, deep, connected story. The Final Fantasy series, for instance. The Kingdom Hearts series, for instance. Okay. It's a stupid, deep, very complicated story. That is, it is overall quite, quite amazing that it does at the end sort of make well does at certain points between each game make sense yeah but those are the things that need the big class because people have been waiting for the next chapter in that story or at least a remake of that chapter in that story for so long imagine reading a book that was like one of the greatest books you'd ever seen and then it just cuts off on a cliffhanger that pissed you off wouldn't it yeah like why didn't you finish writing this book the sequel Plus, the gameplay's fun. People love turn-based ones, and now they get prettier and prettier and prettier all the fucking time. Yeah. That's why Fable didn't get to achieve it's, it's the status it deserved. I think it should have been cheered more than it was. Mm-hmm. And Honestly. Probably, probably pretty disheartening for the people who put money behind it, too. Like, that's what we got. Plus, it's not really one of those brainless, mindless games that you can just hop on and do multiplayer shit I mean just because you can hop on and do multiplayer shit doesn't I mean I'm not knocking it I'm just saying a lot of people just want to they don't want a story they just want to get to the to the meat Mm -hmm. which is combat usually usually admittedly I've re-downloaded Call of Duty and I've been playing the past few days it's been a lot of fun I missed it I missed it I admit it you know, one, once I got past the fact that already there was a modder I saw, fucking Black Ops style wall running. Jesus. Just moving past that. He was on my team, too. I, I quit the game. I was like, no, I'm done for today. I didn't. First match, saw that shit, left it. I love I love the series. It's just fun. I know, I, like, again, I've made this point before. I know I can pick it up and I can play it and I'll have fun. And there's not a lot of games you can do that. And I think that's what brings me to my next game. The Rush series, specifically Rush 2049. Honestly, I, I'm glad this made your list because I have no idea what the fuck that is. Alright. First <laughs> off, Sega Dreamcast era. Ooh. It was a racing game. Mm. It was quite a bit of fun in its default circuit racing form. You didn't have the super insane power ups or anything, but the cars were impressive. And if you spent a little time exploring the maps, you could find shortcuts that would throw you out ahead of the AI. Oh, okay. You know, and you could race you could race people together, because it was up to four players in all modes. There was a there was a stunt mode. Right. Which basically when you held the B button, which was the 
far right button, the circle button on the PlayStation, you know, it would extend wings out of your car, and you could use the steering controls to do air tricks. And then, if you put yourself on a tumble, and you landed that way, you were still tumbling, it would count the number of tumbles, the number of times you spun in the air, and if you landed it, you got a fuck ton of points for it. Oh, so it was like uh, racing meets fucking Tony Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 was one, that was just one of the modes. My mom, my mom, dad, and my sister, we used to play the battle mode. It's cars. But the cars have guns. And oh they can pick God. up it's like different guns. It's like Twisted Metal. The graphics weren't the same as Twisted Metal. In, in a lot of ways, they were a lot smoother and a lot better. I will say that, and that's the, that's the fucking hill I will die on. <laughs> the Sega Dreamcast just looked better than the PlayStation 1. Yeah, no, I'm... Yeah. I played um, the Res- Resident Evil 1 for the PlayStation 1 when it mm-hmm. first came out. God, the controls were wonky. For the one. tank controls. <laughs> like, I didn't understand the controls, but... God, the graphics were just, like, bad. <laughs> like, the, the Sega Dreamcast games, they were, in my opinion, fantastic. And Rush 2049 was one of those games where the four of us would get in the living room with the Sega setup, and we'd have that four-way split on the TV, and we'd be a, we'd all be a different color. I remember my favorite memory was my mom was like, you're really good at this game. I have a hard time seeing you. It wasn't, it wasn't that she was just me, but she knew that I was the one to go after because I was I was the kill guy. I was going in for it all the time. It was one of those times my dad would get really annoyed because I'd use the same weapon on him five or six times in a row to kill him with it. And he'd just be like, ah, I wish he would stop. You know? Oh, Mom would go God. after me. I would specifically always be yellow because it was the easiest color for her to see. And it was like a little challenge for my mom. Like, you know, okay, fine. I will specifically be easier for you to see. So every time I was driving, there was always that constant fear. I was going to turn a corner, and there's mom with a rocket launcher or some <laughs> shit. With a plasma cannon. And all the guns were cool. There was a sonic cannon that was just four, like, super bass amps strapped to the top of the car. Oh, that's when you, cool. When you pressed B, it emitted this sound wave that came out as a white dome. Yeah. Bro, it was, but it was, uh, it, was uh, it wasn't a dome, it was a sphere. So it went in all directions. So if you did it while you were on top of someone, you would blow them up underneath you. There was uh, a grenade launcher. There was, uh, it would just lob grenades. There was... The Gatling gun was one of my favorites because it, it was it was an auto-targeting machine gun. Yeah. As long as they were between the lines, like in a cone fashion, basically a 45-degree cone from in front of you, it would move and track them and shoot them for you as long as you held the button. Hmm. It, it had a lot of cool guns. It had a lot of cool cars. Like, you know, it had... A, tr- a, p- a generic pickup truck, but you could put whatever engine you wanted in it they had available. Oh, that's from cool. A turbocharged small block to a five liter V6 to right. a, a V10 supercharged 6.4, like all sorts of cool shit. Yeah. They had the looks like a muscle car. They had one that looked like a insert generic imported 90s two doors coupe. 
it had um, a rocket car. Rocket car was one of my mom's favorites. <gasps> I think that's what I it did. The rocket car looked like a fucking Formula One. Yeah, it looked kind of like a Formula. I know one exactly what you're car. talking about now. I think <clears throat> you've showed me this before. They they did also have a direct like Formula One car as well, but the rocket car looked a lot like a Formula One car, but it was more wedge shaped. Right. Yeah. I think I think they had you know how PlayStation Network well they'll come out with these yeah they, old games I think and they I think had you, it, yeah, I think they, that's yeah. what I showed you too it's like oh my god this is a, but oh man I really hope that service improves I was thinking about getting it again just like stop buying video games for a while and just get PlayStation now again because we have way better internet and I really want to play some of those old games hell yeah I'd be down and if they've done those little Hopefully they've done some streaming improvements. I like the idea. A Netflix style setup. Now I think though it's you download the game and then yeah. it and download it. It works. It works. But anyway, uh, so rush to a phone I made my list. I'm gonna go one from my childhood and I think this is a really good childhood game for you know, if you have a kid who's like ten and wants to game Tie the Tasmanian Tiger. I never played it. It's it, it, I okay. So I actually saw it in Walmart like mm-hmm. three years ago, and I bought it. It was like five bucks. Broke my heart. So I played it. I remembered the old cheat codes. I put the old cheat codes in, and I played it, and I still had fun. Well, I think mostly I had fun because of you know the whole reminiscing thing. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm fucking playing my goddamn childhood. But it wasn't a bad game. Like I said, this list may be heavily influenced by nostalgia and rose-colored glasses. Because we're looking back at games that we really did enjoy. So maybe instead of underrated, these could be games from our childhood almost. Some of them, yeah. Like, like, I pretty think much all of mine so far. Yeah, yeah, all of mine. I had fucking Time Tasman. Tiger, fucking Fable... What was the other game I said? Or did I only pick two? Oh, Half-Life. But, like, I said that mostly out of, like, I feel bad for those gamers. I had Red Faction 2. You think about that? We'll take a commercial break. And we're back. Alright. Oh, shit, we're getting off. Uh, you were counting what, uh... No, how many get... Oh, I didn't finish I got distracted by Facebook. And I had Marlon Webb, you fucking fantastic comedy. Um, well, let's get to another one on your list. Another one on my list, the Time Splitter series. Really? The first-person shooter series that we played as a family. Except it was more the chaotic. We still had Capture the Bag, which is our, our favorite game, because that meant we were running directly into the enemy spawn point, directly mm-hmm. into enemy territory, and we had to blast our ways out, and it was... I hope blast on the PlayStation 2. Oh, yeah. But the, my favorite part about it was you could scale how hard the bots were, and you could put up to 10 bots, period. So you can divide it up between the three other teams, or you can do what we did. It was a weekly family versus a whole shit ton of bots mixed. So you had some one stars, you had some five stars in there. Oh, bro. And you never know which one's which. We so, all, we always started with what I thought was like the cheapest weapon in the fucking game. It was a double barrel shotgun. Yeah. It fired one barrel at a time, but it also is what helped me develop my 
uh, technique for while firing akimbo firearms, it's fire one shot and then start the reload process. While that first gun is reloading, empty the other gun. So it's bang, start the reload, bang, bang. When I start the reload here, this one's finishing. So then it's bang, bang, start the reload. As it's beginning, this one's finishing. So it ends up just being a never-ending stream of fucking 12 gauges flying down the hallway. And that was the starting weapon. And then my mo- and then mom and dad would pick theirs, Sydney would pick hers, and I'd pick mine. The last one on the list was the most rare, which, of course, because they I was me, they knew I was going to go get it. When it was my turn to go take a run for the bags, I'd be gone the longest, but I would always come back with having run all the way to one of the two spawn points for my weapon. Again, another challenge that was mom's idea. Mm. <laughs> she was just like, go get it. And then, like, they've, they've come back. My mom's got, uh, my dad's got the min, uh, the Tommy guns. Mom's got the miniguns. Sydney's probably got the M16s. And here I come with the goddamn rocket launcher. <laughs> I got it. And then, of course, we always use proximity mines. The ones that were motion seeking that I mistakenly thought were in Red Factor 2. Yeah, uh, on time splitters. And what it would do, it was, they were all bouncing Bettys. But they stuck to walls and ceilings. Oh. They were badasses. And then there were sometimes we would, um, if we found a one star, the one star enemies wouldn't always shoot you immediately. So we put sticky mines on them. The ones you could remotely detonate. Yeah. <coughs> and we'd throw sticky mines on them and let them run back to their enemy base with our bag for a second. And then we'd send the other person out to go get it. And we'd blow it <laughs> while they were out there. And it'd take out like five or ten of their guys. <laughs> so we'd end up wiping the whole squad in one blow and then we'd run up, collect our bag, and we'd probably be back to it before we got to before they respawned. Uh, yeah, it's just for shits and giggles. But uh, yeah, no. The the Time Splitter series. Time Splitters 2 was also a fantastic multiplayer game. Yeah. I enjoyed the mode. The characters were more unique and they had more different abilities. Like the monkey was weak as far as like he couldn't take a whole lot of damage, but he was the fastest one. He was short. Uh, one of the robots was like a Terminator, kind of slow, but that thing could take some damage. And it could oh, like a damage. juggernaut. Like a juggernaut, yeah. Okay. It, it, it was pretty impressive. I like the game. Anyway, uh, yeah, Time Splitters 1 and 2. I, I kind of looped them together. Again, nostalgia, but great gameplay. Yeah. They had, they had story missions you could do together, both of them did. It was, it was a whole lot of fun. I've noticed that your list is more racing and. Shooting games. Shooting. Mine's more that's like fantasy. That's what I played. That's what I played when I was growing up. Yeah, yeah I had I had your occasional RPG, like silver. And I had your occasional race game, like my next game on the list. Boom. Segway. Nice. Uh, the Project Gotham Racing Series. You got me. I never played it, dude. Really? Really? You've never played it? Never played it. Oh, it's my life. Well, my next one to racing game as well. Jesus. I know. I know. Uh, the Project Gotham 2, which is the one that I grew up on, mm-hmm. it had my favorite car, to this day still my favorite car in the world, the Ferrari F50. Mm. From like the late 90s or early 2000s. Yeah, the Enzo. Yeah. That motherfucker is hot. 
I looked it up. A 2001 was going for 2.3 million on the market, and I'm like, if I had fucking won the lottery, I don't think I would stop myself from buying that car. Hopefully, it'd be a 10 mil lottery so you could afford the fucking insurance and the rebuild that would be necessary on the one. You oh no, I'd afford. go for like that fucking like 450 million. Jesus. Oh yeah, I like money. Yes. He went into the other room. I'm not sure what he's grabbing. Death might grab it. Footage. Oh. But, uh, alright. I, I, I could see where that would be a badass gameplay. Oh, well. I, as much as I like realistic racing simulators, though, I like the bullshit racing game. <laughs> the ones that are in no way based in reality. The arcade style games, because they're just a shit ton of fun. Oh. In this case, Sega Dreamcast yet again, Daytona USA. Oh, God. That game was the tits. It was awesome. Okay, so my favorite car, of course, was the Falcon. It looked like a Ford GT40. Through and through, it was the most balanced. It had, like, in my opinion, the best handling, even though the slower one would technically handle better. Yeah, it would turn sharper. The Falcon slid when it needed to, oh. and it had the best acceleration out of the fucking game. And it was just, it was just so cool. And it was cartoony. It was flashy. The paint jobs were pre-assigned, but it didn't matter. I found one that looked good on the car. Yeah, and it was so much fun. I remember my dad and I used to play that for hours. Man, the only thing we played more was the the one that the last one on my list. I guess I'd say later on. But, uh, again, another underrated series <laughs> that <laughs> my dad and I played on in. But Daytona USA was just fantastic. You know, it was... I miss it sometimes, because that's one of those games I can't find. Really? Like, I, it was in my collection. I think it may have went in my storage. Room, dude. Oh, shit. And that sucks. Trying to find a second Dreamcast game these days is... Some retro game, like there's this actual place. There's a place here in Jacksonville. I was, yeah, I was thinking about going it's, to it's after the tax a... check. Was hunting for shit like that. Yeah, that and Amazon, because Amazon has surprised me a few times with like PlayStation One and Two games. It just appeared. Oh yeah. Um, I think my next one on the list is another mainstream game, but I don't think it gets talked about enough. The Devil May Cry series. Oh, dude, they just released a game not that long ago. It yeah, got talked about a lot. Really? Like, Game Informer was... Yes, IGN was... Yes. Like, I want to get it. I just, I just haven't dropped the cash for it. Yeah. That's, that's another series that I think that they need to actually have. Oh, well, after that last little, like, reboot attempt... Yeah. That put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. I personally enjoyed that game. It was still a Devil May Cry game, and it was still a shit ton of fun. But I didn't. It's like the equivalent to uh, uh, Halo ODST. Everybody fucking hated that game. I actually was still a good Halo game. Yeah, Halo, but it was a good Halo game. I don't know if that makes sense. It was a good Halo style game. It fit. It fit what was what the elements that made Halo. But it well, just didn't it feel gave right. another and <laughs> gave another perspective to the storyline. Yeah, sure, you're not playing as Master Chief, 
Which is like the reason why we play Halo. Yeah, but it gave another aspect to the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. I like the I like the Halo books. <laughs> I don't know if I have an Xbox and I don't think I've, I've never actually owned an Xbox myself. I've played some of the games though. It's great. Yeah. Mainly uh versions I found on PCs. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm the bad guy. But hey, it, 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 it was a lot of fun, and I, I love reading the books. The books are always entertaining. It talks about some of the science behind it and all that. And yeah. It's just cool. But uh, mine, unfortunately, is also a shooter. Okay. It's uh, it's mainstream because it's, 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 Tom, it's a Tom Fancy game. It's part of the Ghost Recon series. Ooh. It is the original Ghost Recon and right. Ghost Recon Jungle Storm. Those two... My dad and I would play countless hours on end. Right. And we would bounce between different weapon choices, different tactics. But we usually always fell back down on sniping and sneaking. That was that was our thing. Kinda like and um oh no, go ahead. It had it had a defend mode where you had a uh, basically you were at an X fill point. Yeah. And you had to defend it from incoming waves of enemies. But it wasn't like wave one, wave two, wave three. It's 60 of them spawned on the map, and they're coming for you. Yeah. It was terrifying. But then there was occasionally, like, the game, they, they, they would get stuck somewhere, so you'd have to go hunt them down, and you're on the other end of the map, and then suddenly the 30-second timer begins because they made it, they snuck around you into your smokestack. Oh, God. Oh, that was fucking annoying. <laughs> but it was definitely a fun experience. And then there's a couple of mission modes we can do together. Mainly destroy this target, kill this target, get out of there, you know? Yeah. And the weaponry choices were a whole lot of fun. They were just awesome. Very Tom Clancy, though, gotta admit. Um, the sniper rifles were great. Great choices. You had things like the SVD Dragonov, the SR-25 German suppressed rifle. You know, you, you got a whole bunch of choices. You even had the M82, the fucking 50 cal, the Barrett. That was one of the choices. You know, and, and mind you, this game came out early, early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, it had the OICW, which is a uh, multi-platform uh, rifle grenade launcher. Oh, so wow. you had the rifle part on the very front and then mounted where the stock would be and across the top was a mag-fed grenade launcher that shot airburst rounds. So, like, it was pretty effective. And this was, again, that came in the early 2000s. Yeah. And that was based on military tech that was coming out. <laughs> I have a lot of respect for Tom Clancy and I have a lot of respect, you know, God rest his soul, his production team. That carries on his name and carries on the Ghost Recon to fantastic heights. Yeah. Like it's reaching today. But I feel the originals don't get enough love. You know, I feel like they, they are still relevant today and could still very well be enjoyed today. So I think that they they need some time in the spotlight. Yeah. Alright, so uh wanna do a lightning round? Two more each? Yeah, just quick ones. Alright, you first. Uh, I am going to say the Medal of Honor series. 
fantastic World War Tide first person shooter. Yeah, just yeah. because it's it's underrated. It is it very is. underrated. I agree. Again, it was another four person, uh, a four player PlayStation Two game that my parents and I enjoyed together. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun, and it was multiple multiple titles in the Medal of Honor series that could do it. Yeah. So in, some of them have really nice, authentic feeling Japanese firearms. You know, which don't get talked a whole lot about when people talk about World War II firearms and such. They don't mention the Japanese guns a lot. They had some really interesting ones, and those games touched on them. Yeah. And I thought that was really impressive. They did their research on some particular missions that took place, and they did really well. Yep. Uh, I tend to agree. I was, <laughs> was going to say that. I was going to say, in my Call of Duty Ultimate, it, it's Medal of Honor. Yeah. The Medal of Honor series has just been a fantastic shooter. Um... I feel that the last one, Warfighter, that I remember playing, was every bit as refined as a Call of Duty shooter. It felt good to play. But I think it was outshined by Battlefield, which was bigger, and it came out not long after. Yeah. And that sucks, but, I mean, it's still, I felt it was a great game, and I would play it again. Yeah. Alright. Unfortunately, I agreed with you, so you gotta lead off again. Um, this is going to be very, this is going to be my surprise of the year. Uh, the Simulator series. As in, like, Goat Simulator? Oh, no, 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 no. Well, not the funny ones that you can find on the Play Store, but... Oh, you mean, like, Airplane Simulator? Airplane Simulator. Flight uh, Simulator. Train Simulator. Fucking farming far- Simulator. Farming Okay. Because if you, if you're interested in farming, or it's you want to be a farmer... Fucking, you can learn something. It's very educational. And um, actually, my dad had a version. He had, well, we had two versions of Flight Simulator. We had instructional Flight Simulator with modern planes, including that little bit of jetliners. Yeah. Everything from jetliners to sea-bound Cessnas. Everything in between. Jet fighters, if you wanted to. A glider that you could change it to in mid-air, so it simulated the takeoff already been. You just glide yeah. around. Well, like, in my teenage years... Um, my buddy Zach, he wanted to be a train conductor when he grew up, in quotation marks. Yeah. He wanted to be a train conductor, so he got Train Simulator. Me and him would just sit on the computer and just play it, and we actually had fun. Yeah. Yeah, we were learning something, and we were having fun. That's what I would want to be if I worked for CSX, but no way they can't know my dad. I'll come out and say that as well. I have a very strong opinion about them, and it's not pleasant, but because my mom works there. Flight so Simulator series is a big one for you. Yeah, it's un- underrated because of the actual educational value of it. Like these kids in high school, right? Mm-hmm. If they take the career aptitude test, half of them don't fucking know what they want to do mm-hmm. or what they want to be. I know when I was fucking sixteen, I wanted to be a professional wrestler. Oh, Look God. at me now. <laughs> I work in a restaurant. Don't get me wrong. I like what I do. Wrestling with your own temper. <laughs> Jesus. But don't get me wrong. I like what I do. I like working in the restaurant. But if you asked 16-year-old you what you wanted to do when you grew up, it wouldn't have been this. This was the fallback. But, uh... Mine was military. This was the fallback. Yeah. If you could, you know, have some sort of simulator series in, like, computer lab, if they still have it around. That's all the classes are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's computer lab. Yeah. 
But, I'm sorry, that, that's wrong. So, some some education is doing its best to retain the old values and such, mainly private education, but a lot of it's pushing towards a dumber, duller future. Mm-hmm. Dependency upon machines that, although they are fantastic, they do amazing things, you better learn the skills necessary to fix them too, because sometimes anything a man makes is going to break. And that could be a tech simulator. You know, That'd just be, mm-hmm. these kids in high school have them don't know what they fucking want to do. And now with the advancements we're making in VR, oh my god. Yeah, you can have the simulator VR series in VR places. and people could actually learn something. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm. I think about all the, the, the budgets you could save, the money you could save from developing this program because then you don't have to risk your equipment trying to teach someone something. You're having them learn how to do it. And then they can go out there and gain the experience of actually doing it. Yeah. Like they'll already know the process. Like, I don't know, what's, uh, what's something you do every day? Just drive a car. Thing. Okay, well, at work, specifically. At work? For you. Um, slice tomatoes. Okay, slicing tomatoes. Doesn't seem like that hard of a task to you. You also have experience doing it. Let's say someone's never so much as held an actual tomato sliceable, a worthy knife of slicing tomatoes a nice clean smooth blade yeah it's very sharp they never even handled one yeah like like this will help them non-sponsored ad Reinhardt knives check them out fantastic knives not Um, in relation uh, (laughs) (laughs) I wondered um teaching yourself the neural knuckle technique that way you just glide the side of the blade across your knuckles so you don't cut your own hand open yeah things like that they could be taught things like that and given an example, like, okay, this is how it works. Okay, and that's the proper technique, but hell, I don't do that. No, but I mean... But, I, but just kind of like jellyfish behind. They could learn the proper technique, then gain experience using and the And then find technique. The, the technique that works for them. Exactly. Boom. Like, yeah. And find their style that works for them, but if nothing else, teach them the basics. So they, that's one of the things that basketball coach told me. That's right, this... this bag of potatoes play basketball for a while keep the basics at heart always fall back to the basics yep. you will not fail if you follow the basics every time if you go for a layup doesn't matter what you did five seconds ago how you got between people to get to the net once you get to that net remember the basics you get a foul throw you foul shot you make sure you follow the basics you won't fail which another segue uh, we got two minutes left, so I'll Thank make you. this quick. Um, falling back on the basics, honestly, to me, is something that the gaming industry needs to do. Because they've tried to advance and surpass themselves for so much. And make things financial. You remember that game? I think it was called Cuphead. Oh, yeah. That every fucking like, indie gamer was fucking talking about. Mm-hmm. It was simple. It was easy to play. And it was a fun story. I think a lot of the gaming industry really needs to follow examples like that. Just get back to the basics, make some dope-ass games, and then while everybody's enjoying the dope-ass games, then you could worry about coming back and making it more modern. I feel like there's too many games that are focused on how much money you can make off of them post-sale. Yeah. That it's ruining actual... It's ruining the purpose of going and buying a game. Yeah. Because I'm just going to have to pay more to get a whole game. 
if I pay 60, it doesn't matter how much I pay for it. If it comes in a case and says, this is the game, it should be whole. The exactly. most you should get would be maybe updates. So and if you're going to have DLC, make it bigger. Are we going to end on this? Fuck DLC. Weekly. DLC. And this camera, this camera, this camera. Tell the viewers at home what you're doing. Wait, wrong show. Wrong show? Well, it doesn't matter. I'm sitting in my own living room, dining room-esque thing, with multiple empty alcohol containers. Um, in your boxers. Tobacco pipe in my boxers. No shirt, no shoes, plenty of service. <laughs> well, this has been Zebra Box. I'm Anthony. And I'm Anthony. Uh, stay white and keep your butthole tight.